Yeah, let's do it. Okay. In three, two. Hey, hey, it's hump day, everybody. And if you've been waiting to hear what happens when two men in their late 40s attempt to kick field goals in a snowstorm, then you're in luck because this is Sports Wednesday. All right, that was a nice one. It was kind of leading you up the stairs, and then it just sort of gently dropped you down. Felt like it had a Rick Springfield feel in the beginning. That was nice. Very nice work. Everybody, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus. Joining me, as always, is the basketball legend, Matt Longley. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Got a headache? Is that what I hear? Is that the scuttlebutt? Yes, this is uh, – I've had a headache for about, I mean, probably 18 hours, but I'm feeling better now. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe if you sit quietly and meditate on David Blatt's career with the Cavs, you'll feel better. That's that'll that always helps. All right. And from the frozen basement of Hake House, the maestro, the maestro. How are you? How are you, Mr. Hake? I'm doing good. I, I do have a little bit of a, a sore leg from the field goal kicking, but otherwise, I am headache free. Well, I'm, I can't wait to get into uh, breaking down what went down this past weekend as as coach and maestro faced off on the field goal kicking tundra. So, folks, just want to remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, and we are now on Instagram. Is that right, maestro? Yes, we have a, a, a an Instagram account now, Sports Wednesday. So you can follow us on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. Uh, last time I looked, there was just a picture of the logo. Is that correct? Yeah, we're uh, we're all taking pictures tonight, right? Tonight, yes, pictures. Yeah, I sent you one. So I'm super excited to see what Maestro does with that. Follow us now. Get in early, folks, because <laughs> our Instagram account's going to have hundreds of thousands of people soon enough. Oh, an avalanche of followers. Yeah. All right, everybody, let's get to it. Act one, shut up and dribble. <laughs> That's what Fox News commentator Laura Ingram said about LeBron James after LeBron spoke out a bit about his life uh, at, during NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, it says here, James discussed family, personal growth, and the challenges that come with being black and a public figure in America. You missed it, Pete. No, the he, he posted a video about Trump. Yeah, I see that. It says he discussed politics and President Trump, right? And so my, I guess my question is, what's the problem with that? I mean, I can speak to that. I, I, I don't see a problem with that. I think I'm not real sure where she was coming from, where she's saying, stay, stay with basketball and stay out of politics. But I mean, that's so ignorant for the fact that <laughs> person can't have their own opinion. I mean, she's upset because he's got a voice because he is, the most popular person. He could be arguably one of the most well-known people in the world. And she, people have to look up her name and they, they don't know who she is. So I'm not real sure why she's angry. If she doesn't like his take, that's fine. Just say, I don't like your take. But to tell him he can't speak, that's so ignorant. That's my feeling. I feel like they have the right to say whatever they want. Good or bad. Yeah, I agree. As do all of us. I mean, it's it's a protected right for us to express ourselves politically. Sometimes we might do that at work. Sometimes we don't. But, you know, we're allowed to do it is the thing. And the idea that politics is this exclusive 
area where only the Laura Ingrams of the world can talk about it and have an opinion about it is patently ridiculous. It's absurd. Uh, yeah, it is absurd. Uh, now, I, I did. So I guess there was some backlash here that they thought she was being racist. Apparently, she is. She has actually got a history of saying this shut up and to various celebrities when they speak out on something. So when Jimmy Kimmel talked about health care, she said, shut up and be funny once in a while. Uh, she actually wrote a book called Shut Up and Sing. Oh, so, it's her ah. Yeah, so she's really made a career out of being ignorant and vacuous and insipid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought her name was Laura Ingraham. Ingraham. No, I think it's, isn't it pronounced Ingram? No, I'm sure it is, but I like calling yeah. her Ling- Ingraham. Ingraham. Yeah, well, I did. I did hear LeBron say, "I have no idea who this lady was until this happened." So I guess she got what she wanted. She did. She did. She actually did. She got. She got notoriety. That's right. And and honestly, you know, it doesn't bother me when people who have a platform express their opinion as long as they're doing it respectfully and and in a way that I think you know allows for there to be debate. Right. I mean, like, because I mean, they're allowed to say what they want. We don't have to agree with it, nor does it always have to be really, really good. I mean, plenty of celebrities and um, athletes have said things that have made you scratch your head, but that's still their right. They just have a much bigger platform than than you and I and Maestro do well, in yeah, most cases. And, and to LeBron's point, I mean, if he just shut up and played basketball or shut up and dribbled, his whole I Promise program wouldn't be in play. And that's like you know, to Akron and to students of Akron, that's like a huge, huge thing. Yeah. And, and also Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball, if not the greatest basketball of all time was kind of his legacy on the court is great, but they give him a lot of guff almost for his legacy off. He really never did speak up. He never did have any moments where he took a stand. He just, he kind of said, that's not my thing. So you, you get to choose. That's right. That's right. We all have the, the, the option to speak up about these things if we want to, if we feel it's appropriate. And uh, I think all three of us are aligned saying uh, we have no problem there. Although I would say that our platform here on Sports Wednesday is inching up on LeBron's. So we're yeah. c- coming close to 100 downloads per episode. I'm pretty yes. excited about that. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm excited. We haven't hit the century yet, though, yet. We have not, no. All right, that's going to be a big day. So it could be today. A lot of people want to know what it's like when two men in their late 40s kick field goals (laughs) in the snow. (laughs) Yes. A couple other things then. So NBA All-Star game, uh, Team LeBron won the the All-Star game. LeBron was the MVP, so it was really an all-LeBron weekend. Uh, Did either of you guys watch the game? I did watch uh, probably the first half. I did watch the beginning, the intros, and the, the anthem. That's a whole nother show to itself, but um, yeah, I, 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 I watched it and, and uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was fun. It, what's nice. What's nice is they're not, nobody's playing tough defense during the all-star game. No. It's really not. I mean, what I think the final score was like 142 to 140. Um, it did remind me a lot of how the Cavs have been playing defense. <laughs> yeah, that was the Cavs defense. Now I, they did the, ironically at the end, Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like at the end, LeBron's team did win by having two defensive stops back to back, which was funny. I, I didn't get a chance to watch, but I did look at a uh, slideshow on uh, USA Today. And there was like maybe 100 pictures, no pictures of Steve uh, of uh, Curry. 
None. None. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All of his teammates, all of LeBron and his teammates, but like, yeah, no, no curry. That's huh. right. He got the freeze out. Well, the the dunk contest was was Saturday night, and Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz won uh, a bit of a throwback dunk contest. So he first he donned a retro jazz jersey of Daryl Griffith, who was apparently known as Doctor Duncanstein. Yes. Uh, then he then he put on a Vince Carter jersey uh, and did some Vince Carter dunks, and then Larry Nance Jr. put on uh, Larry Nance Senior Phoenix Suns uniform and and basically redid his dad's dunk from the first dunk contest in 1984 which i i have a i i watched all the dunks and 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 there were some good ones i mean the dunk contest i mean i'm not going to belabor the fact that it it may everything may be done but i want to see more guys like only having four was it's not as much fun yeah i'm with you like, like having those four guys and i didn't know them, but like i remember you know, you have nine guys and you only know like the big ones. You're like, oh, who's this guy? And he's usually a guy that's like the eighth guy on the bench but can jump out of the gym. It, it's so much more fun. I mean, it was okay. I think I think all the guys on the uh, on the the voting panel should be able to slam dunk too. <laughs> that should be a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. Are you saying DJ Khaled can't dunk? I want to I want to <laughs> see Marky Mark dunk. Oh God. Well. Well, Coach, you did sort of hit on the fact, and there's quite a bit of, of writing out this week, that it seems like dunks are played out a little bit, that this isn't the great showcase the NBA thinks because there's just not a whole lot more ways to dunk the ball. No, and like even – like so watching the dunks, the Dennis Smith Jr., one of his dunks, the 360 between your legs dunk, like they should have a rule. Like if you would do a dunk that's that good, yeah. you should immediately – all right, we're done. That nobody's getting yeah. any better than that. It should be like the golden buzzer. I know that I, was amazing. I saw that dunk too, and I thought that was that was it. And then the next two rounds, he wasn't even in it, so I don't even know if he got voted out or he just didn't have the points. But I, or, I don't know. It it it's weird. Yeah. So the guy who did the best dunk of the night did not make the finals. Right. No. So, well, uh, Deadspin had an interesting take. I was going to just read some of this. I read it today. The whole final third of the NBA's Saturday night show was dumb because the NBA <laughs> still views the dunk contest as the climax of the evening. It was given a dumb and overlong introduction, complete with WWE style introductions of the judges. Because for sure, when you tune into something advertised as a dunk contest on a Saturday night, what you really want is to watch Dennis Scott interviewing Mark Wahlberg and DJ Khaled. <laughs> I concur. Uh, Wow. That is some solid, solid (laughs) opinions. So I I just hate it when something that's supposed to be fun gets kind of overproduced like that. And and then it just becomes a mockery of itself. The home run run derby is going to get there at some point, too. It's pretty close. Yeah. But so like, you know, like, um, I mean, before even the All-Star game and, and not to go back, but the whole intros with Kevin Hart, just so stupid. It just overproduced. And like Kevin or Chris Weber had a great point about this all-star game. Like he liked, he liked the point that they picked the players, but he said LeBron and Curry should be out on the court with all the players in front of them. And they just pick them in front of the crowd. Ooh, like I pick you first. Style. Like, I, yeah. And I, he's, he said that I said, how awesome I would tune in early to watch that. Yeah. Heck yeah. That would be a blast. 
That would be so much fun. And uh, who would be the proverbial Pete Brown of the bunch getting picked last? Of course. No one would want to be that, but it would be great to watch. Who is Mr. Irrelevant in an all-star game? (laughs) (laughs) It's somebody that nobody likes in the locker room for sure. Of course it would be. I think they also have like a celebrity game during the, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just like, what, how can we beat this dead horse for more money? It's dead. Yes. I just had an idea of, um, um, all the, all the top pitchers in the, uh, in the, in the MLB all-star game playing dodgeball. (laughs) I'm sure every general manager would sign off on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, Sports Wednesday is brought to you by the basketball-themed board game that was almost called Hoopy Maloops. Fortunately, the creators of the game, myself and Big Man on Campus, came to their senses and we decided on another name. That'd be Hoopsters. And Hoopsters is the basketball-themed board you want to play, but you can't just yet. That's right, you can't play the game because Coach and I developed it in 2003 and have yet to get it to market, but we are making progress and every week we do a little segment, usually between Act 1 and 2, but this week for fun we're doing it in the middle of act three (laughs) updating you on our progress so it's gonna uh, have a serious effect on sales it certainly is i think i'll probably cut it out and put it in the right place in post (laughs) i can do that at the technology so a big so i just to to that tonight and the reason we started a little late was because i was taking a a class to learn how to use the laser engraver uh down at the idea factory uh so i know how to use that now i'm not sure that's going to be our go-to though. I, I'm worried that it's going to take about 25 minutes per board and we're paying $35. Oh, really? Yeah. We're paying $35 an hour to use that thing. Oh, wow. 25 minutes per board. That's just my estimate based on what I learned tonight, but until I get down there and do a couple, we'll see. Okay. But so, it's good. But, good to know. Yeah. And, and running the machine was not difficult in about two hours. I felt pretty confident that I could do it. Okay, good. Well, that's good. You're a very also, knowledgeable man now. Also, uh, as we went down to Athens, you texted me and said, bring the game. We'll play it during during uh, eating time and get feedback. And I did bring the game, but we didn't do that. <laughs> That's right. It sat in the van. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know it was in there. I, I know it. that. See? It, seemed, it just seemed weird when I parked the van to like walk well, through uptown playing a board game. <laughs> but... But being 46 and 47 that we are as old, it would have been just fine. (laughs) Okay, that was a pretty good update. Uh, By the way, Maestro, props to you for reminding us that Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters. And folks, you can follow the progress of Hoopsters by going to hoopsters.store, dropping in your email address, and uh, we will keep you in the loop, as they say. Okay, well, I think that does it for Act 1. Do we have a little transition to get us into Act 2 here? Sure, let's hear it. All right, what do we got, what do we got? What do we got? Act 2. Well, folks, Act 2 is uh, starting out with a, a... an event that was near and dear to my heart that I was able to witness this past weekend. This all happened because of a conversation that went down on our February 7th show, and that conversation sounded a little like this. Maestro, do you want to tell us how clutch the kickers were? I do. <laughs> hey, love them kickers. Hey, you know, you know I, can, I, can, I can kick a 40-yarder. 
I know you can. Did you just say that out loud? He did. Yeah, I can kick okay, I want, I, I want to see it. Yeah. All right, that the gauntlet's been dropped. Maybe I'll go double or nothing on that six-pack I owe you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Put your beer where your foot is. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to wrap up by 10.30 for me to drive over there, and we'll have to break into the stadium. <laughs> and, then, and then get the broom to push off the... Yeah. <laughs> Push a little snow off. We're doing this tonight. I can't. You know, I think I, I I have actually seen Maestro kick uh, at least a thirty-five yarder the last time we went and kicked thirty-five, forty yards. It's a big difference. I'm stronger now. I'm on the I'm on the Tom Brady diet. I don't eat tomatoes. So okay, so we. So tomatoes are not uh, coach's words that the thirty-five and forty yards is a big difference proved prophetic as a <laughs> oh, wow. field goal challenge. I really tied that together nicely. As the field goal challenge took place this past Saturday. In the frozen tundra of Athens, Ohio's rugby field, <laughs> in the midst of a heavy snowstorm, Coach and Maestro squaring off, and I have some audio highlights that I'm going to play. This is Pete Brown reporting live from the Ohio University rugby field. We're in a heavy snow, and Brian Hake is going to attempt to kick a 35-yard field goal. How are you feeling, Hake? Feeling good. Feeling, I like the conditions. Be able to get uh, some some good. Oh, my 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 foot, my feet won't slide. I promise. That's a 25? Yep. One, two, three, four, five. This is the 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What was I saying I was going to do? 50. 30. No, I never. I, I was joking Jeez, about 50. This is. One, two. We're going to go with Mike's. Mike's. We Mike's, have, Mark? Yeah. Right here, it's 20? Yeah. All righty. So, Starting with a 20-yard field goal. It hits the left upright. All right, let me try it. How many times do we get? I, I, I took it off. I took All right, it now Matt is going to kick. Like right on the tip, yeah. Nice. Longley. That would have been good from 30. <laughs> Hake's moving a stick out of the way. Hake now going for a 30 to take the lead. Got it. He got it. Great kick right there. Big kick. All right, no one, I'll get the ball. How far is this one? 30. Oh, wide, wide right. Plenty of leg. Longley's got right, one got attempt left. All right, Longley now going for a 30-yard field goal. What's your strategy? Kick it hard. It is wide to the left. A bit of a setback for Longley on his second attempt from 30. This is Matt Longley's third and final attempt for a 30-yarder. He's had the distance, but he has not been lined up. Oh, I slipped right under it. Woo! I don't know what that was. Hey, you want to go for 35? Hey, still going. Yeah. 35-yarder. Parkin, you think he'll make it? Uh, I, I could care less. <laughs> All right, here goes Hake going for a 35-yarder. Oh, oh, man. That was a worm burner. Look at, look at, the, look at the ball. The ball. <laughs> that was something went wrong there. Man is counting his steps out. Both men wearing what I would describe as sneakers. Oh, 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 he get it, 35. <laughs> right, here we go, Brian Hake's second attempt at 35 yards. 
Yes. yes, he punched yeah. it through. Had just enough height, just enough height to get over the bar. This is a 40-yarder stepped off by our neutral third party. This is Coach Longley going for it. Maestro holding. Did not make it. This is Coach Longley's third and final kick at 40 yards. Coach lines it up. Way off. All right, Hake, this is it. 40-yarder. I'm kind of hoping he misses. Yeah? Yeah. Well, then we, then we can get back in the car. <laughs> Snow moving from left to right. Looks good. Looks good. Oh, just short. So it looks like 35 yards is the max. It is our max. Snowy weather. <laughs> I'm hoping 40. Yeah. It would have been uh, good from 40. That's right. Well, I, and I'll, I'll drop these in actually in post, but there are some uh, fun, fun sounds there uh, as you guys went back and forth. You both hit at 20. You both hit at 25. At 30, Coach, you missed all three of yours. I did. So uh, you still came back as a special guest star at the 35-yarder uh, and hit that in. Maestro hit from 30 and 35. Neither of you could hit from 40. What went wrong? I 40, I can tell you, I, um, I had nothing left in the leg. Like I felt like everything, that first kick I had, it was the best kick I had. That's the one that I said I probably could hit 40. Everything after that, slipping off the ball, my hands were cold. Um, I would be horrible as an NFL kicker. I would be the the, the typical kicker that they would all make fun of because I want to be kicking indoors, off turf, no, <laughs> no cold. I'd be whining and crying. I'd have no friends. The elements did me in. Hey, Maestro, how about you? You were doing well until you got to that forty yard distance. Yeah, I mean, I, I a couple couple were shanks, but the one, you know, just missed left. I had the distance, but I, I didn't have the accuracy. And I'll be honest, I would have stayed there all day if, if you had given me the option to uh, to try and hit that field goal. But uh, another day, another day for sure. Definitely another yeah. day. And 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 I want to, you know, be fair. Uh, it was snowing quite hard during this event. Uh, we didn't have a tee, so we were putting the ball up on a toe. Some of those... <laughs> Some of those holds were a little dicey. Uh, so my question for you guys is, now that you've you've done it, you've been out there kicking field goals recently, given decent conditions and a tee, how far do you think you can kick a field goal? You go first, Maestro. I think I think I could do a 45. I think if, if the conditions were right, maybe I had a better shoe. Um, I think I could do That's 45. right. You guys were wearing sneakers with like zero tread on them. So <laughs> your plant foot was sliding all over. So you think 45? I think I could do 45. Yeah. I, I, I think so too. I think for me though, I think 40 might be my precipice. That might be the, at the apex of where I can kick. I would attempt a 45 with hopes that I could eke it over the top. But I think 40 might be in my current condition, the best I can do. Uh, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, those old, uh, I don't even know what those field goal po posts are, if they're legit. I mean, who knows? They they may have sunk into the ground over the last 30 or 40 years. <laughs> they may not even be, uh, you know, accurate. But uh, yeah, we'll get out to a real field goal. I'm like, what is that? 
<laughs> That's true. They they did appear to be the exact same goalposts that were there when when we lived in that dorm that was right by the rugby field some twenty five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was good times, though. I gotta say, it was a blast. I think our kids were like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, they were a little bummed that they were um, delegated to shagging the football. <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, it was our time, not their time. That's right. That's right. So, okay. Well, uh, there you have it. So Maestro, 45 yards. Hopefully we'll get to put this to the test later. And Coach saying 40 yards is his own personal El Guapo. <laughs> yes. All right, let's move on to the Olympics because they're still going on. Uh, Wednesday, when you're all listening to this, because it is Sports Wednesday, Lindsey Vaughn is seeking another gold medal. Women's figure skating begins. Maestro, I know you're excited about that. Yep. And the women's ice hockey final is playing, and that's uh, Wednesday night at 11.10 p.m., Team USA versus Team Canada. Do you guys have a prediction for that? USA. Oh, Canada. Oh, all right. Little split. Boy, do we hear is there any wager happening there? Let's do let's it. make it happen. Let's, let's do it. Let's double it up. Wait, what are we betting? Double up on? that twelve pack. Well, I just twelve pack. No, I mean what are we betting on? I just say the opposite of Matt just because this I, is right. women's, you just women's took, ice hockey. Ice hockey. You just took Canada. Matt, I took men's USA. Or women's. Women's women's. Ooh. Gold yeah. medal match. This is a rematch of the two thousand fourteen game in Sochi where Team Canada beat Team USA. Mm. Mm. Dang it! I thought we were talking. I thought we were talking men's. You know what? I'll go. I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with the team up north. I'm fine with it. All right. All right. Good job. Uh, the men's team, by the way, uh, are in the quarterfinals and they play the Czech Republic. Uh, actually, that game's going on as we're recording this right now. Yeah. Uh, although they have not looked good in their early games. No, they they crushed Slovakia last night. They did beat Slovakia, and that that was a, a good win for them. But that was their only win in the in the pre. I guess they call it the round robin yes. before the before you move to the final. I don't really understand how it works. It's confused me as well. So it hasn't confused me as much as this whole business about the Olympic athletes of Russia, OAR. So apparently Russia got banned from the Olympics for doping, but then they said, But your athletes can come just not as Team Russia. They have to <laughs> be part so of dumb. the Olympic athletes of Russia. It is the the most toothless sanction ever to be handed out. Right, I heard that. I was like, finally, they're 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 actually throwing the 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 hammer down, and they're like, no, they can come. They just can't be as Russians. So I'm like, that's the that's so dumb. That's dumb. That's like the dunk contest. That's dumb. Well, if anybody's happy about it, it's the band OAR. <laughs> I was thinking play. that too. The uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the uh, hippie band from Ohio. That uh... that's all I got. Wow, he just <laughs> dropped off on that. That hippie band from Ohio. That, uh, what did they do? I was waiting for so much more. Lindsey Vaughn, just, she won bronze, so she didn't get the gold. Yeah, I saw her run. And Crazy. any feedback on that run that you want to share with her? She she looked nervous. She looked extremely nervous, like right before she took off. And the person that she lost to, basically, the I think the Italian, I don't know if she won Broja, or Braja or whatever went Brogia. right before and she had a great run. Um, and Vaughn by the second turn, they were like, Oh, she's way behind. So you you already know that she wasn't going to win it, but she was in second at that point. So she still made the podium. Yep. Good well, for her. Uh, 
There was one point during field goal kicking where I asked coach what his strategy was, and he said, kick the ball far. Uh, <laughs> and I would say to Lindsey Vaughn, go down the mountain fast, because that's about the most <laughs> I know about skiing. <laughs> Yes. I'm always shocked at those skiing things because it looks like there's so much that could go wrong, but yet their times are all like within a half a second of each other. They're real close. It blows my mind. Crazy. Uh, So there was our first doping scandal of these Olympics. It was a Russian curler. (laughs) Curling. (laughs) I don't know why you would need dope for curling. Coach, you're the big curling fan. You want to go see it in person. What's your take? My take is that stone... You got to have steady hands and strong wrists and really thick knees. So I'm, th- I'm thinking he was doping to have really thick knee skin and strong wrists. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the Olympics for us. A uh, little transition music for Act 3 there, Maestro. Uh... Act three. All right. Act three is a big smorgasbord of a lot of stuff we got to get through, starting out with corrections. And coach, you suggested we do this as we were driving down to Athens this weekend. Uh, We correct Correct. things that we got wrong uh, because we are medium level fans. We don't always get things wrong. I'll kick it off. Uh, I said this a little while ago, talking about uh, the Super Bowl. Think about that game. That guy just, you know, he's being blocked away from Brady and he just reaches out and gets it with with this hand and the ball bounces Philadelphia's way. And that's, that's the whole game right there. That's some, that's some great a analysis. That guy <laughs> knocked the ball out of his hand and that other guy got it. I love that. So, so my correction is uh, the, the player who caused the, caused the fumble and got the sack was Brandon Graham, not Lindsey Graham. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Graham. Of the Eagles, <laughs> not Lindsey Graham, South Carolina setter, and certainly not Laura Ingram, Brandon Graham, uh, <laughs> who actually had a, a huge game in the Super Bowl. And also he had his best year ever, nine and a half sacks. And then the player that recovered was Derek Barnett. So uh, there we go. Hundreds of thousands of fans in the Philadelphia era. I uh, apologize for referring to them as that guy and that, that other guy. guy. All right. Does anyone <laughs> else have guys. questions they want to get? I do. I do. I um I referred to when we were talking about the Cleveland Rebels, and I referred to two OU players, and I made this big stink like, oh yeah, they had two OU players, and they had this guy, and then you asked me what were their names, and I blanked. Well, I'm going to give you their names: uh, Frankie Baumholtz, um, and Pete Lalich, both from Ohio University, both played on the team. Frankie was significant; he averaged 14 points a game. Pete, zero. Point zero points per game. But both OU grads, go Cats, go Cleveland Rebels. And uh, as we learned this weekend as well, Baumholtz had his number retired by the Bobcats in 1944. Yes. And there we go. So so he must have been good for us too. We're moving on to another uh, coach idea here in Act 3, pick a prospect. And you want to tell us what your idea was here? Yeah, so my my idea was we would we would each pick um, any prospect from any major league team, um, and then we would spend the year as we go through these podcasts, kind of doing updates. Uh, are they getting close to the majors? Are they washing out? How are they doing? Um, just kind of getting a look at another perspective on baseball. Okay, Maestro, who'd you pick? Oh, I get to go first. Yeah, 
All right, so I picked a guy only because, all right, you know, I'm a Pittsburgher, y'all, Yins. Um, I know, yes. I know the, the pirates have, are giving away or selling off their team. So I picked the top p- prospect in their, in their camp, which is uh, Mitch Keller. He's a pitcher, um, from Iowa and he's uh, number 12 on the top 100, uh, top prospects list. And so that's who I'm going to keep an eye on. Mitch right. Keller. I feel Mitch. like, I feel like they, he's got a lot of room to maneuver in there. And left, young, young, lefty or righty. He's a righty. All right. Okay, I think I'll go next because I'm worried Coach picked the same person I did. <laughs> I, I Go for it. I've picked Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh, good pick. He's in the Toronto Blue Jays organization. He's the son of Vladimir Guerrero, who was one of my favorite players when he was playing. Uh, he is, he's been signed since 2015 or 2016 when he was 17 years old. Uh, he's a third baseman. Last year, he hit 333 at uh, AAA Dunedin. That must be in Canada. Um, not a lot of home runs, though. That's the one thing that concerned me as I looked at it. I mean, a 303 average in three years in the minors, uh, 21 home runs, which is a little bit different than his dad. Yeah. Outfielder just like his dad, did you say? No, third baseman. Third and that's baseman. The, and, and right now, I mean, it's been trendy since Wade Boggs, really, to have third baseman who hit a lot of home runs, right? Right, exactly. All right, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I love that. Okay, right, I, picked, I picked, I picked a, I actually went um, off the beaten path and uh, I picked a young man from the Padres. They're a team that always seems to have young players, always seems to have an influx of, of players coming in and out. His name is Eric Lauer. He's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, he was the reason why I liked him is he's uh, from Ohio. He's Kent state. Um, and he's kind of the guy, he's a left-hander, which is something I always wish I was to be in baseball. Um, he's not overpowering. He's kind of, he, he wins games with his, his junk and his, uh, almost his location. Um, and they expect him that he has a chance to make it this year, but maybe not. But I find it interesting that, you know, there's a lot of guys like him in their, in their, um, organization. So it's going to be a battle. It'll be fun to follow him. Yeah. I'll tell you those guys that don't have the hard heat takes them a little longer to get to the bigs. I think It, it does. It definitely does. But this kid, since he's out of college, gives him a little leg up. The 18, 19-year-olds that throw like that, they have a long road to hoe. I got you. I got you. Okay, so let's pick a prospect. So every couple of weeks we'll be checking in. Uh, All players have now reported for spring training, right? That's going on. Oh, yeah. This long pause is where somebody confirms that for me. Yes, it has. It has started. (laughs) They've all reported. (laughs) Very good. So I know we'll start working more baseball in. Uh, each oh, week. I can't! I can't wait. And just, so, just, just for transparency, before the podcast tonight, I did uh, text Coach and 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 uh, the big man on campus just to make sure we weren't talking about some other major league sport uh, other than baseball, which they they beat me down to a bloody pulp that this was indeed for the baseball major league. That's right. Yes. The, the maestro thought it, we were talking about Major League Lacrosse. Yes, which is my second favorite sport. <laughs> my second favorite league named Major League. Yes. So, very good. Uh, maestro, don't, how, about, how about a little jingle to bring us into Locks of the Week? I mean, we do this every week. I think it's okay. jingle worthy. All right, all right, all right. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Thank you.
Nice. No singing? I guess not. Locks, Locks of the week. Locks of the week. <laughs> All right, we're going to definitely need to do a little work Lonely on the Lonely sucks. But, <laughs> but I know that once you give the maestro a task, he attacks it with... Uh, all of his energy and, oh, and vigor. So, so last week's locks, uh, what all three of us were correct. The Ohio Bobcats beat Miami. Uh, yes. They beat them ninety-two to eighty-seven, which is way awesome more points than any of us uh, sports. So we all got the lock. Uh, Coach got a bonus point because he was the closest on the score uh, of all three of us. He had predicted yes. seventy-seven seventy-one. Was that was that bonus point on the table? I don't recall. Yeah, it, yes. the bonus point was on the table. Yes. So, <laughs> pulling himself out of the doldrums. So, so the current standings: Maestro five of six, Oof. Big Man on campus, That's ridiculous. Six, six of eight, and coaches three of eight. Almost five hundred. A new wrinkle that we're going to be introducing from this point forward is: uh, in addition to your lock of the week, you pick an upset special. If your upset special comes in, you get a point, but you're not penalized if it does not. Okay. okay? Everyone understand how that works? Yes. Very good. So this I week, guess. locks, uh, you were supposed to this pick a lock. Like, from- it's like everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> Longley gets a trophy, even though it came in last. But he's bitter. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I'm conducting a therapy session between you two today. I know. This week's locks were uh, from this Saturday's Pac-12 matchups. Pac-12 matchups. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. No, Longley, you can go first. I went first last time. All right. Are we picking the upset from the Pac-10 too? No, the upset can be any college game. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pick my lock of the week is uh, going to be the University of Washington (gasps) over Cal. Washington over Cal. Yes. Washington has 19 wins, don't they? Yes. Cal does not. Cal is really bad. Well, you never know. Crazier things have happened this season for sure. I myself am picking Arizona over Oregon. Uh, This is a closer game than it seems. It is in Oregon, and uh, although Arizona is ranked. So that's my lock of the week from the Mm. Pac-12. Maestro, who do you got? I I had Washington over Cal as well, but I will go with my second pick, which is uh, Arizona State over Oregon State. Okay, Arizona State over Oregon State. So we'll see how those go. So let's move on to upsets. Your upset special can be uh, anywhere in college b- basketball. Okay, who's ready? But you got to have a top top 25 team in there, right? That's right. A top 25 team has to be involved. Okay. All uh, right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Go. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pick Creighton over Villanova. Oh my goodness. Ooh. I know that sounds crazy, but I was impressed with Creighton when I watched him play Xavier. Villanova's hurting right now and they don't have as much to play for. Mm. Okay, I I, I I like that. I am going to pick I, purely on the fact that it's his last game. Uh, their coach is leaving. Or no, he already left. Never mind. I'm not taking Ole Miss over Tennessee. He already <laughs> left. I'm going to take Maryland over Michigan. I think it's about time. Mar- Michigan is a nice-looking team, but I think at home in Maryland, I think Maryland has a chance to upset the Wolverines. Okay. Maryland over the Wolverines. Wolverines, yes. Go, go Terrapins. <laughs> yes, go Terrapins. All right, Maestro, who do you got? I'm going to take, this is a, a shady one, but because uh, the, the team is pretty low in the top 25, but I'm going to take UAB over Middle Tennessee. 
You okay, so the Blazers Middle over Middle Tennessee. The Blazers? Middle Tennessee is ranked 24th. Okay. Yeah. MTSU. Okay. What is, I, I what is their mascot? I, yeah, I can't remember. That's what I'm, I'm drawing Middle a blank. Tennessee, I want to say it's um, – I have no idea. No, I, I know it's located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but that doesn't let us know who the mascot is. It doesn't. All right. Well, oh, maybe here. a future show will issue a correction. Oh, it is – they're the Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders. Blue Raiders. All right. What's UAB's? What are, what's their They're mascot? the Blazers. Blazers. Blazers, for sure. Gotcha. So it's a, it's a coat that you can wear. Mm-hmm. It's casual <laughs> or formal. It's both. Okay. Uh, other college basketball news that came out today. Louisville uh, appeal with the NCAA was unsurprisingly denied. They are being forced to vacate their 2013 title and their 2012 Final Four appeal. So uh, anybody who thinks Rick Pitino didn't know what was going on at Louisville, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Cardinals uh, are getting are getting what they deserve. And I love how they're so just flabber. They're just so upset that they had their appeal turned down. Come on. Their university friends like, I can't believe this. I can't believe What are they doing? We're the Cardinals. That's right. So, uh, and I believe their 2013, they beat Michigan. Michigan, yes. With Trey so, Burke. So is Michigan now considered the... the no. no. I, I looked that up. They do not. They just, they're still just the runner up. They don't do it that way. That's right. And of course, coach, uh, that final four was near and dear to your heart because Syracuse yes. was in it, but they lost to Michigan and then yes. Louisville beats, you know who Louisville beat in the final four to go to the title game? Um, it's Louisville. Louisville. Thank you. Uh, I want to say they beat um, Michigan State. No, it's an underdog team. Oh, like um, not Butler. No, that's... The Shockers of the Wichita Shockers, State. Wichita, yes. So, very good. well, that leads us right into uh, our trivia segment. We are doing college basketball trivia oh, this shit. week. Uh, who's got a good question? Wants to kick us off? How about you, I, Maestro? I, I forgot to do the trivia. Oh man! All right, <laughs> I have a good one. You think of a post trivia jingle? All right, <laughs> it better be good. All right, go ahead, Coach. All right, I'll jump off. Now, when we talk about Final Four appearances, Final Four championships, the, the one team that everybody thinks of is UCLA. So my question is, what team not named UCLA has the most consecutive Final Four appearances? There are two, there are two teams that have five. Two teams that have five. I'm going to say Duke and Kentucky. Okay. Do you want to – what do you think, Maestro? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Duke and North Carolina. Okay. You both got one right, which was Duke. <laughs> North Carolina only has three consecutive. Uh, Cincinnati has five in a row. What? what? From like the Cincinnati, 50s? Night, yes, 59 to 63. Now, I want to say, did Oscar Robertson play for the University of Cincinnati? I don't know, but perhaps we'll find out in a future I've, corrections. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> the big O played for the University right. of Cincinnati. Okay. Find out. Five final fours for the Bearcats of nineteen fifty nine to nineteen sixty four. Those those were the days. Yes. Love those, those were two. the days. 
That's when the two-handed set shot was still a big factor in the game. <laughs> yes. He so, played for the University of Cincinnati. All right. So here is my trivia question. For you both, right. can, you can team up to answer this. Um, there are six conferences in Division One men's college basketball that have the word big in their title. Can you okay. name them? Okay. It's Big Ten, Big 12... Big Sky, Big East, Big East. So we're, how many do we have? Big Twelve, Big Ten, two. Big 12, so we need two more. Um, big. Oh, Big uh, Biggie Small, Big Biggie Smalls <laughs> is correct. The Big Big. I, I'm I'm blanking. What do you got? Yeah. Come on, Maestro. Come on, Maestro. What do you got? One more. We got to get five. We we only have three, right? Big yeah, ten. Four. We have four. We have four. Big sky. Oh, big sky. I thought you were. You were kidding. No, that's for real. Wow. Uh, the Big West. I'm gonna guess that. The Big West is correct. Oh yes. And the one that we have you one guys more. Need. And the Big yeah. South. The Big South is correct. We and just the, got it. The Big South. Uh, <laughs> I think it was formerly the Southland Conference, but it's recently changed yes. to the Big South. So, uh, the yes. Big West. I didn't know that. Now the Big South does come to me. That's right. How about the Big Easy? Is that, uh, is that a Big division? Big Easy is not good. Yeah. So, mm. uh, Maestro doesn't have a, co- a college basketball trivia question, but he does have a post-trivia jingle, which we'll oh, enjoy now. Boom. Ooh, my guitar went out of tune. All right. Trivia. Okay. Ah, well. Yeah. Rick, Rick Springfield is in the building tonight. That's good to know. He is. He's... Those were terrible trivia questions. I, I, I <laughs> promise to be back next week strong to pull you guys out. My goodness, those are bad. Oh, my God. You hate it? I hated it. <laughs> hated them both. <laughs> I, cannot, right. I, can't, I cannot tell which of you is in a more foul mood tonight. Pete, you got <laughs> to keep the show sheet on one sheet, all right? I think that trivia question printed on page two, and it's probably Sitting on my printer at work. I didn't see it, so I didn't do one. <laughs> it's all right, Coach. We'll get you a trophy anyway for participation. As our listeners may want to know, you, three can for eight. you can tell that our that Coach is also a school teacher <laughs> by that behavior we just witnessed. All right, let's move on to final thoughts, okay? But before we do, I just want to remind everyone who are anxiously seeking out a way to follow the development of Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game that you cannot play, head to hoopsters.store, drop in your email address, and we will keep you, as they say, in the loop. Should have been gone! Final thoughts. Coach, how about you kick us off? Okay, my my final thought is very simple. I had, uh, I know when we first started doing these podcasts and we were talking about the Olympics and I was really excited about watching them. And then um, when I sat down to watch them, I realized every time I did sit down, none of the events that I wanted to see (laughs) were ever playing. So 
I, I have a problem in the fact that one, I was lazy and didn't look at the um, schedule, but I, I, I think it needs, and this is purely for a viewership. It needs to be on in our um, hemisphere, Western, Western hemisphere only for pure view, viewership. And I, it just makes it such better TV. And I like to sit down at night, not something that's already played or I miss something. It's just, it, it threw me off. I really wanted to get into these Olympics, but I've been piecing it together like chunks. And every time I flip it on, it's figure skating. And I know how much Maestro loves it, but I can't watch it. <laughs> so, so I don't like figure skating. <laughs> unless there's a... Don't you remember we made you the figure skating? <laughs> oh, that's right. The correspondent. Yeah. Correspondent. Okay. So that's Coach's final thought, basically. The rest of the world needs to conform to what he wants <laughs> when he sits down to watch television. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? Should, should I just shut up? Should I just shut up and watch TV? <laughs> yes. I have two final thoughts, but I think one is probably uh, it's probably going to take us down a rabbit hole, so we might want to keep it for a topic uh, for a future podcast. So I'm going to okay. hold that one. But oh, I do. I'm intrigued. I, well, I'll bring it up, but um, but the other thing is is really in, in uh, Matt, you you kind of hinted on it earlier, the whole national anthem thing. So it's a big deal at these big sporting events, right? The national anthem. Do you think singers should mess with the national anthem or just stick to it the way it is? It seems to it seems to really get people fired up when they uh, when they mess it up. I like it straight because it still sounds great when they do it. You can really do a good job. Play it straight. Yeah. I mean, I know they want to show off their chops, but. It's a, it's a creative risk to be sure. I mean, yeah, it's a hard song to sing anyway that there is. Uh, But you know, you think Whitney Houston, she did a great job with it in 1992 Super Bowl. Right. And I was going to say, that's the only one you remember. She broke the mold. They should just play that. And you stop. Yeah. Yeah. But think about the, it's career suicide. I mean, think of the folks that have messed it up, you know, like Roseanne Barr. I mean, that's. (laughs) People, She'll never sing again. <laughs> people, people do not take Carl that lightly. Lewis. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Roseanne's uh, show is coming back on TV. So apparently, uh, her utilization period is over. Yeah, I have not forgotten. <laughs> my uh, my favorite uh, national anthem was Huey Lewis in the news when the uh, baseball star game was at Candlestick Park. I want to say that was like nineteen. Oh my God! I remember that. Ninety. Yeah. Yes. And it was a cappella, and the news just sang it, and I thought it sounded great. Yes, I, I concur. That was good. So, okay, uh, mine is uh, somewhat related to the national anthem because I've been thinking a lot about uh, Colin Kaepernick lately. Uh, first, in in with the story with LeBron being told to shut up and dribble. Um, I support Kaepernick's right to kneel during the national anthem. I don't find it disrespectful. I think it's it's a legitimate form of free speech. Uh, the fact that he's not on an NFL roster, particularly the Browns, baffles me. His numbers are good. I know his best days might be behind him, but he is better than a lot of starting quarterbacks out there. Uh, John Dorsey, Browns GM, if you're listening, sign this guy. Uh, I've been reading about his lawsuit against the NFL and and what it is going to take for him to prove collusion is like impossible to achieve. Um, Sports Illustrated had a pretty interesting breakdown on the case and they're like, you know, he has to show that two or more teams and the league office and at least one other team conspired in some way to deny him an opportunity to play. 
And the fact that he's better than some quarterbacks doesn't prove collusion. The fact that he can prove the team owners are racially insensitive doesn't prove collusion. So he, he's not going to win this case. It was the, the analysis that Sports Illustrated had. So I, I just think the guy deserves a shot uh, somewhere in the league. I think that place would be great if it was Cleveland. I, I agree. I, I think it's ridiculous that he's not even getting a shot. Let him prove himself there that he's either able or not, but the, it, it is collusion. The fact that what all the things that you just said, that's crazy. Are you? Do you really think his best years are behind him? I think he's got a lot. Of, I think he's got a lot left in that tank. I think you're right. I think I think when people say that, it's because uh, how he played in his rookie year and his second year when he was moving and winning games with his feet. Yeah, he's not that much of a scrambler anymore, right? The league has caught up to him a little bit. Uh, but yeah, him as a pure drop back passer is he's not the best, but he can still do it. That's right. And his numbers, his, his last season in San Francisco were comparable to Jimmy Garoppolo's last season. <laughs> Come on. Did you say, did you say Grenin, Janine Garofalo? Yes. Janine Garofalo. Last season at SNL. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of another Sports Wednesday. Anybody got anything else they need to get off their chest? I, well, I... This might be a teaser for next podcast. Oh, I love teasers because uh, it's something that's been coming up, and I know uh, I know coaches probably got a serious opinion on it, and that is pace of play in the. Oh yes, I that should be a topic on next week's. Mm -hmm. I think Um, I think pace of this podcast should be a topic. (laughs) (laughs) We need we need we need a pitch clock. Bad. All right, guys. So I think a lot of the new features uh, sounded pretty good and worked well. I think putting them all in one show might have been a little much, but going forward, I think we can we can spread them out a little and we'll still have a good time. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. My head feels better. Well, I yeah. want to thank everybody for joining us. I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown, for basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake saying, good times, everybody. Good times. We got some closing music, Hake? Nope. <laughs> He just hit his limit. (laughs) Sports Wednesday is a product of Blue Monkey Communication and is produced by me, Pete Brown, Brian Hake, and Matt Longley. Some music and sound effects in today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Please see the show notes for full details. I'm Pete Brown saying, good times, everybody. Good times. (laughs) 